0: President Trump's communications with a foreign leader were concerning enough to prompt a whistleblower complaint. That's according to the... Washington. I've had conversations with many leaders that are always appropriate.
1: In the meantime, tonight, there are calls for the president to release the transcript of that phone call. He says he's thinking about we it.
0: We begin this hour in Washington after mounting pressure. The White House today released a transcript of a call between Donald Trump and the president of Ukraine.
1: Uh, it is shocking uh, at another level that the White House uh, would release this these notes uh, and felt that somehow this would help the president's case or cause. We
0: must not wait. Now is the time to act. Therefore,
2: today,
1: I'm announcing the House of Representatives moving forward with an official impeachment inquiry. I'm directing our six committees to proceed with their investigations under that
2: umbrella. Just moments ago, the House Intelligence Committee released a declassified complaint from that whistleblower against President Trump.
0: House Democrats are beginning an impeachment inquiry to determine whether President Trump committed high crimes when he asked the president of Ukraine to investigate the son of Trump's potential 2020 foe, Joe Biden. CQ Roll Call reporter Lindsey McPherson is here to explain why Speaker Nancy Pelosi has agreed now to begin an inquiry she long resisted. But first, I'm going to talk to Justin Rood, director of the Congressional Oversight Initiative at the Project on Government Oversight, who was previously an investigator for Republican Senator Tom Coburn of Oklahoma. He'll talk about the task now facing the House. So welcome, Justin. Good to be here, Sean. So, Justin, what's your view on the objective of this inquiry? Is it to get legal assessments of what happened, to gather information? Is it to convince a majority of representatives, 218, to to impeach the president, or is it something else, or both?
1: Um, you know, I, it's hard always to speak to what the motivations of politicians are and why they do what they do. Um, I think that as a, as a functional matter of the legislative branch, uh, this seems to be a step that was taken uh, in part because the previous um, efforts that have been made by some of these committees to conduct oversight of the executive branch have been effectively stymied by the executive branch's flat noncompliance. Uh, taking everything to court and challenging on fundamental bases Congress's right to oversee the White House uh, and the administration. So part of it, I think, was is, um, is an escalation. However, um, that is coming at the same time that there are these explosive new allegations uh, that the president is um, or has used foreign policy as a tool to advance his own political career, uh, to preserve his position as president, um, and that there um, appears now to be um, just in the last 24, 48 hours, just one thread being pulled has now led to allegations that multiple NSC staffers were aware that they were handling uh, material related to this and other calls now that we're hearing, um, in a way, overclassifying and securing them so that they would never see the light of day. We've learned more about the role of Rudy Giuliani, who uh, formally publicly plays the role of the president's personal lawyer, but appears to be deeply involved um, in quasi-diplomatic efforts engaged in, in Ukraine. Um, and of course, we've seen now mentions of figures from uh, Secretary of State Pompeo uh, to Energy Secretary Rick Perry, uh, and then to Attorney General Barr, um, who was involved in this most recent um, whistleblower um, affair uh, by the, uh, by denying requests, uh, or rather, that the that the material had been shared with DOJ for consideration of a criminal investigation um, and that that was declined apparently with, uh, on its face without any examination, I think questions are starting to get raised as to whether Barr is being a, um, a fair adjudicator of these matters or if he is acting as um, a defensive line for the White House.
0: You worked up on the Hill in an investigative capacity, and you just mentioned that it's been difficult for people in that job now, that the administration has not been cooperative with the existing investigations. Do you think the House has the capacity to handle this? Does it need to beef up staffing? Is it going to have to go to the courts?
1: Um, That's a good question. Um, I think that in terms of capacity, um, the House certainly has manpower at its disposal and, and budget to put towards... Um, this effort, and my impression is that they, uh, given that this is a con- uh, continuation of a lot of the oversight work that these standing committees were already undertaking, um, I think that's those those resources are already being put um, put into play. Um, uh, it is certainly if this turns into a larger matter, um, you know, their concerns are raised about whether or not you can continue with the legislative functions. We have some appropriating that needs to be taken care of. Um, there are other kind of essential functions of Congress that need to be handled. Um, and so they may need to augment um, at this point. I think it's just not clear um, how broad this is, how deep, um, what kind of effort it's going to take to get at the truth. Um You know, one of the things to notice about this scandal that's different from previous scandals is the speed at which information is coming out, the changing of the context from a single phone call to a series of phone calls, to phone calls with potentially other world leaders, to other staff and other cabinet secretaries. Um, This thing is spreading very quickly. More and more sources are talking about it. Um, the, the, The amount of time between when the complaint was revealed uh, when the transcript was released, and when you start to see officials speaking anonymously with direct knowledge of those documents, with direct knowledge of NSE operations, was really, really surprising. Um, that's the sort of thing that you see um, at the beginning of an end. Um, and what I mean by that is people, are, people inside are having to make calculations about whether or not to cooperate with an investigation, whether or not to acknowledge that information may be coming out that's going to paint them in a bad light and cooperate. Or if by staying quiet and letting folks come out and spin it, they can avoid scrutiny. And what it looks like over the last couple of days is that the, the bet on avoiding scrutiny is, um, is getting to be a longer and longer odds. Um, and that is going to have a bigger effect on the House's ability to conduct an investigation than the number of people that they have um, or the, the size of their budget.
0: Justin, thanks for coming on our show. My pleasure, Sean. Thanks so much. You're listening to CQ on Congress. You can find this podcast at your favorite podcast app. Next up is Lindsay McPherson, who covers the House for CQ Roll Call. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Sean. So, Lindsay, you've spent the week on the Hill talking to lawmakers. What are those moderate Democrats, or at least those who represent districts that voted for Donald Trump in 2016, saying?
2: Well, there were a good number of those coming around in favor this week of an impeachment inquiry. We saw the op-ed on Monday evening from seven of those moderate Democrats. This ran in the
0: Washington Post,
2: right? Exactly. Um, From seven moderate Democrats with national security backgrounds, that kind of set off the floodgates. They said basically these allegations with the president um, and Ukraine, which over the course of the week have kind of evolved from allegations. that we saw in the transcript that he asked the president of Ukraine um, to investigate Joe Biden, and this was really alarming for Democrats. So those Democrats said in their op-ed that if this is true, um, that it is an impeachable offense. And then we saw within 24 hours a flood of statements from a ton of moderate frontline Democrats also backing an impeachment inquiry, wanting to investigate this matter further. They think it's a little different than what we saw with the Mueller report, because this is happening as people keep saying in real time. This is something that's current. We're not looking back at 2016. This is active, potentially seeking interference in the 2020 election. So what they're really saying is we want to investigate. We want to get the facts and we want to see if this is an impeachable offense. And we think it merits the seriousness of calling it an impeachment inquiry.
0: Okay. So the vast majority of Democrats now have come out for an inquiry. But that doesn't mean that all of those favor impeachment, right? What's the difference here?
2: The difference is that they're not necessarily ready to go to the floor today and vote on articles of impeachment. There are a lot of progressives in the caucus who are and who have been there for a while and with these latest allegations feel like, yes, we should impeach the president right now. But a lot more of the moderates feel that even though the transcript is really damning, the whistleblower complaint is also alarming and incredible that it was also a second-hand account that there are other witnesses they can bring forth to corroborate it that they just want to see more and they want it they want it to be a deliberative process they don't want to rush to judgment
0: are there any holdouts still in the Democratic caucus some are saying they're actually against the inquiry Im- impeachment or or the inquiry. Um,
2: there's not exactly people who are for the most part saying I'm against the inquiry um, but they're they haven't said they support it is I guess the way I'd phrase it for the most part. There's about probably anywhere from a dozen to twenty or so. I haven't calculated the exact number. i um, 'cause it's been a little busy this <laughs> week. Um, there are also a handful um, who Van Drew, for example, Jeff Van Drew from New Jersey, who while he thinks that the, the allegations here raise are razor serious, he read the transcript, it is inappropriate. He he's not sure that on itself as impeachable. So there's some that actually might just they just don't find the
0: What about the Republicans? Have they, are any of them moved by these Ukraine allegations?
2: So far not to the point of considering impeachment. Uh, there are some who have raised concerns about what they read in the transcript to think it's inappropriate. i th- think that another word that keeps coming up inappropriate, but but not impeachable. So it, it's not yet clear, you know, as this investigation plays out what We'll move any Republicans, and there, there might be a few at the end of the day who come around to at least considering impeachment, but I don't think we're seeing any tide there yet. So far, they're pretty unified in um, defending the president.
0: So to impeach, if it were to come to a vote, it, it requires just a majority in the House. But from what you're saying, it doesn't sound like right now it's clear that Democrats would have that majority.
2: Right. There are a lot of Democrats who are not ready to take that vote and who are not even a yes today for example i talked to matt cartwright just um an hour or so ago and pretty he,
0: moderate democrat from pennsylvania in a trump district
2: right and he's also um, one of the co-chairs of the democratic messaging arm um, and he said that you know there's three steps there's the impeachment inquiry there's the vote of um for the House vote, potentially for articles of impeachment, and then there would be a Senate vote on whether to convict. He's only at step one. He's he's a yes to supporting the inquiry. He's not there on step two yet, and he thinks a lot of other Democrats are still on step one, or at least should be, that, that they need to consider the facts in a deliberative manner before making a decision and rush to judgment.
0: Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, John. And thank you for listening. The producer of CQ on Congress is Michaela Rodriguez you can subscribe at your favorite podcast app and please rate us. We'll see you next time.